Welcome, everybody, to the That Kind of Nerd Podcast. I am CJ Mellon. I am Brian Thornton. And I am Josh Burns. Welcome to our show. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, we got some good topics. I'm actually excited about some of these things. Um, I'm actually glad I can convert Brian on one of the ideas that we're going to talk about. Um, but what I really want to what I really want to do is Brian put another article up on the website with the summer movies that are that are coming out for the month of June. Uh, and I want to make sure we can get to them because there's some cool stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, and I know that we are excited about some of these movies and not about some others. So I want to I want to start off. Brian, you want to talk about what the first movie in June that's worth your time is? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, first week in June, we're getting two uh, pretty, pretty big movies, in my opinion. Um, well, we'll talk about the lesser of the two first, though. Uh, Insidious 3 does come out on uh, June 5th. It's technically the prequel to the uh, horror movie uh, series Insidious with uh, Rose Byrne and Patrick Wilson. And uh, I, again, I, I put this on here as far as, you know, stuff that you, you should probably spend your time on. Honestly, I'm a huge fan of the Insidious series. I actually, it's one of the few horror movies I enjoy. Um, I don't think either one of you are, are really that big in the, in the horror movies. No. Uh, Josh? Not at all. But, it, I mean, it's got Dol- uh, Dermot Mulroney. So, I mean, I, I get there's a little bit of star draw there. It's it's one of those things where I I don't like being in uncomfortable situations. And nine times out of ten, horror movies put people in stupid places. Like that uh, that insurance commercial, like, let's go hide and, and, you know, let's go take this car. Like, no, let's go to this shed with chainsaws falling about. It's like those yeah. movies where I just want to be like, can we use some damn common sense? And that it's, way I can well, eliminate half the, the movie. Sandy? I get why people go. I get why people go and it's the rush and all that stuff, except I don't I don't get a rush. I get an urge to punch people. And yes. then <laughs> I personally, for me, it's not even about how it makes me feel. It's that nine times out of ten, the acting is so bad. So I can't bad. stomach it. And and that's like half the appeal of horror movies was there that that they're low budget. You don't need the big name actors, and you know it's so bad it's kind of good thing. A lot of people who love slasher movies too just look for that. They look for gore and they look for just you know this you know a, a story that's kind of shoved together. I can't understand the fact that there's three of these movies. Like I, I have not liked the Insidious chapters it. at all. What about this chapter? What about this series? Do you like Brian? What about I, this is redeeming? I, I, I'm telling you right now, I am normally not a huge horror movie fan. I hate slasher flicks. That, that, and, and that's what we all think of when we think of horror movies. Uh, we think of uh, the girl walking in the bathroom and be like, Cindy, where are you? Um, I'm just going to go take a shower in this dark room and hang out. <laughs> right, <seven>. again, <laughs> stupid situations where it can and easily like, be avoided. Know, you know the killer's behind the door, and he's, like, making noises. He's not even trying to hide. And she's just all like, uh, I'm going to take my shirt off now. Like, I hate that stuff. So, uh, but is, that movie, is this what this is? That's not what this is. Uh, I appreciate this movie for, for the, in the series for the fact that that's not what this is. Um, it plays a lot on your ability to really kind of scare yourself, which is kind of um, – I, I don't really watch movies to get scared, but this is definitely creepy enough to the point where I'm like – it's got an interesting story. It's got some entertainment value there as far as um, the the kind of scare effect where you're really doing most of the work yourself. It's not what's being shown on the screen. I, I think it's enjoyable. That's just while you go while you go see this, I will rewatch um, 
Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween, oh, which okay. is amazing. No, no, you ready for this? When Brian is going to see Insidious, you're going to go see. We're going to go see Entourage. Yes. Entourage oh, comes does out that come out the same day? It's the same, same day. day. It's June fifth. June fifth, okay. Entourage comes out. Now I will eventually see this movie, but I have not seen the HBO show Entourage. And I know you have both I not given this it. as your homework. Yeah, this we yeah. talked about this at like, least twice. No, I this know. Is, I will, this should I will be on your it. list of go to HBO Go, go to HBO Now, and go watch the series. Killed in two weekends, you're done, and you're ready I, for I it. I will. I will. And I will then go, go see the movie. Um, so, I again, this is on the list because I know how big the show was, and I know how big this is. Um, and, you know, the years that this movie has been in the making, kind of. But you guys are really the experts on this. So, Josh, CJ, you know, how excited are you guys for this movie? Uh, I'm really excited to see uh, Josh Burns up on the big screen uh, <laughs> reprising his role as Turtle uh, for the entourage. Listen, I have a lot of respect. I have a lot of respect for Jerry Ferrara, actually. Uh, the dude is a he's a stand up guy in real life. He's a fantasy football junkie. Um, but so is Kevin Connolly, actually. So I, I, I like I really like the the actors and the characters as well. I don't think. A group of friends has ever really been portrayed uh, that, you know, that real and that well. And, you know, the actual cast of friends aside, this was uh, an amazing group. So this is really cool because if you watch the trailer for this on, on our website, the, there's a lot of big names making cameos in this. Uh, Liam Neeson, Jessica Alba. Uh, I mean, th- th- that's just two people. But the over under was set at 35 and they, they haven't finished the count from what Jerry Ferrara just said, what I heard him say on a podcast God. earlier today. It, the, the amount of, and, and they're playing a version of themselves in most cases, uh, and it's so cool. Now, my wife hasn't seen any of Entourage. She's in the same boat, Brian, and I can't make her watch this. Like, I just – I can't put another show on her shoulder. She'll just collapse from the weight of it. But everything I've read about this movie, everything I've heard about this movie says you do not have to have seen the entire Entourage series to enjoy this movie and to kind of know what's going on because – uh, these guys, I think they're a great representation of friends in real life. And you can yep. look at you can look at your own group and be like, nah, that's that guy. Yeah. You know, Brian's, you know, Johnny drama. Um, oh, that's such is an that, insult. Is that a, OK? <laughs> I'm so insulted. Terrible. He doesn't know. He could have just let it go. To victory. <laughs> I am insulted I mean, by the fact that you just compared me to a character that I don't know. But Josh says I should be insulted. <laughs> so I am. But everyone has it, so like you don't need forty-five minutes of here's what's been going on. Who is this guy? You can just kind of get it all together. Meanwhile, really cool. while the League of Evil, sorry. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> in Hollywood, um, it's exactly it's exactly like that. And there's and that's while, the cool part. It is that's the cool part. While and while every group of friends can draw parallels, and uh, and CJ will consistently call me Turtle because of my <laughs> my fitted. My fitted new era cap matching my jacket matching my shoes. Uh, I feel more like Ari personally. So no, I your personality is Ari to to the T, but you dress like a uh, beginning of the season's uh, turtle. <laughs> yeah, because turtle cleaned cleaned his act up. But anyway, listen, it's a gr- I I can't stress how awesome this movie is going to be. Uh, you're going to laugh your ass off uh, from it just because Entourage does that. There's a lot of moments where, you know, you can see a friendship being tested. And just like Josh and I kind of said, this is a real good slice of life when it comes to your friends uh, that you can go to this with a group of people and don't go to it at like a Wednesday at 3 p.m. when, when no one's in the, in the movie theater. When there's three Josh other Burns. people in the theater while you're Josh texting. Burns. <clears throat> Josh Burns. 
go with a group of friends and you'll probably <laughs> really enjoy it. So I so I, I realized that we kind of made our opinions clear, but uh, I want to say yay or nay to these movies. So, Brian, you said yay to In- Insidious. You'll see it. Um, I'll see it. It won't be an opening day theaters. movie for me. That's a stimulus Tuesday type of deal or going to see it at the drive-in as like a second feature type movie. Shout wow. out to Carmike Cinemas for stimulus Tuesday. <laughs> yes. Stimulus Tuesday is, uh, has saved my bank account more than once. Um, I, I'll definitely see Entourage. Maybe not right away, but cause I, I am a completist. I, I'm the kind of guy who wants to watch the series first, but I will eventually see that in the theater. So Josh, what about you for insidious? Yay or nay? Pass. Uh, and Entourage, are we going opening day, opening weekend? I'm going to go on Wednesday at, <laughs> at noon. <laughs> uh, I will pass on Insidious, but uh, Entourage, I'm so excited for. I, I can't wait to see it. All right, so, let's let's move onward. So next up um, is on June 12th, and, and I think we can all be in agreement that we should be going to see this movie, uh, CJ, <clears throat> is Jurassic World. Uh, which is the fourth installment to the Jurassic Park series, uh, which hasn't been touched since 2005. So 10 years later, we get a new Jurassic Park movie, and I am supremely excited for this movie. This is this is my big movie this month. Uh, not only do I think Chris Pratt is just so enjoyable and so great to watch on screen, but uh, Mother Effin' Dinosaurs is always fun. <laughs> This motherfucking dinosaurs on this motherfucking <laughs> island. I'm excited. I think I think that Jurassic World. I, I mean, I, I hope that they they pay the necessary respect to the movies that came before it. Um, I saw, and you know what? More, more, and more. I'm seeing check-ins at drive-ins on uh, on Facebook, and that's where I saw Jurassic Park uh, when yes. I was a kid. You and me so, both. Uh, I know, yeah, yeah. I know we've discussed that. Brian's we've had seen this, it there story too. I, I know our buddy Jeff has seen it there too, and I also know that <laughs> CJ was robbed. I of that was experience. robbed of this childhood <laughs> experience that you've all had. Apparently, you all best. went on on the same day. So we we <laughs> talked about this uh, before when we were just we were just talking about this movie, how we were excited for it. Uh, and Jeff, Brian, and Josh, all three of them said, "Oh yeah." I saw this movie at a drive-in. It was raining, which was even scarier because it was raining in the movie. And, oh, my gosh, I love that movie so much. I saw Jurassic Park I don't know when. It didn't really leave an impression on me. Oh, that's because such I a didn't, shame. Because so I didn't sad. have a, oh, my God, it's raining. Wait, holy shit, it's raining in the movie. No, nah, I'll, I'll be fine. But it's dark. But, yeah, I mean, it's dark in the movie. if you were at least the age of um, one, you should have been, <laughs> holy shit, there are dinosaurs. And that should have been enough for you. So, I mean, it wasn't for me. I was, I think I was, uh, it was like my 13th birthday. And there was a triple header at the drive-in. And that doesn't start until sundown. So like 8.30, June 18th. Um, And we're talking about, they let off with Cliffhanger, the Sylvester Stallone movie. That's actually a very enjoyable movie. Right. Look, we're we're in the bed of the truck. It was cool. Then you go to intermission. You talk to the girls at the drive-in. You have a good time. Whatever. You go back (laughs) back to the truck or to wherever the girls are hanging out. And (laughs) you... You uh you watch Jurassic Park and then they f- they finished up the triple header with uh, Tim Burton's Batman, which is not my favorite movie, but it's a cool drive-in movie. That that's a nice experience. I was nine, so I didn't get to go scam on any girls at the snack bar in between. <laughs> I, I got to you know ask mom where I, my blanket was and then curl up in the back seat. 
I thought when Josh was 13, there still were dinosaurs on the planet. Wow. Is that not a a fact? Is that not how that worked? So (laughs) it's actually, and you're giving me a complex. I'm like, I'm like less than I'm less than three weeks away from my birthday. I'm going to be 35 and I'm like, oh, no, I'm just getting older. Look, this this is actually really cool. But um, I think uh, I think children's programming has changed so much in the last couple decades that but my kids are scared to even look at this. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this is it, something it's you want to bring the kids to. So no, right. it's not. But I can't even get them to watch Jurassic Park. Like the first yeah. I can't get them to watch it. So I, that's a I, good I thing. I'm I think that they're not desensitized to stuff going on. That's that's a good positive thing. You should give yourself a pat on the back. It's a nice parenting thing, though, win, Josh. Um, the week win. after in June. Wait, 19th. hold on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before, hold on. Yeah. Wait, before we get it, I want to I want to say something that I've I've noticed and I've been kicking around. Uh, I have been really tired of the movies industry standard right now, which is hey, um, let's reboot that, or let's that let's. I, right, 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 right. This is a great way to take a brand new. So here's what I liked: all the other Jurassic Parks were called Jurassic Park, and this one is called Jurassic World. We, I think the fact that we're not only leaving the the park analogy for it, we're opening it up. So I think the scale for this movie is going to be crazy. I, I kind of just think it sounds like like the like there's one there's one park on one end of the of the of the world called World, and one on the other end of the world called Land. <laughs> It's like Disney World and Land, but with dinosaurs, and that's awesome. <laughs> Listen, and by the way, when, Laura, when Laura hears when Laura hears your position on this, she's gonna go yes, because that's all I ever hear is can't they any ever do anything original? Can't anybody right? right. And and I like that fact. And and what I think is different about this movie versus the other ones because Brian gave me Jurassic Park to watch again, so I can actually like appreciate it because I don't remember it at all. It's terrible, and um. Uh, I, I think that this one's leaning more towards action adventure than it is the suspense and, and drama thing that, that I've noticed so far. It's not leaning yeah, so heavily on, on that. That's know, the really cool, thing. cool part of this movie. So. It's more action um, than T-Rex coming out in the rain, scaring you type of thing. It's more explosions, bazookas type thing, which I'm and, okay with that too. And Vincent D'Onofrio from Daredevil. So this movie gets this movie gets an absolutely oh, yes yeah. from me, but yeah, I don't know right? I don't know how I'm going to fit it in, but yes. Yep, I'm on board too. I'm there for it. Absolutely, I will be there to see dinosaurs as, as soon as possible. So um, now that I've intruded on you, you may now that you've intruded, but but Josh, you mentioned not being able to bring your kids to Jurassic Park. Next next week, you'll have a movie to bring them to because uh, June 19th, Pixar's Inside Out comes out. They're so which, pumped for it. So pumped. I'm freaking 28 years old and I'm pumped for it. Yeah, I'm me really too. excited to see this movie. I I keep looking at the cast list and just going, oh my god, oh oh all oh, that, oh oh. It's oh, for I love me that guy. for me it's Mindy Kaling and Louis Black are are probably the two best best I mean, cast. I love Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs so yeah. much that yeah, Bill yeah. Hater is. Bill yeah, I'm, Hader, like, yeah. I, I'm there, dude. You whatever you want to do, I'm I'm gonna watch it. Uh, and the fact that Louis Black is anger. Yes, I mean, just come on. If you watch <laughs> like, the trailer and he he goes, San Francisco, you ruined pizza. And <laughs> and I look, I I'll say this: there are a couple <laughs> legit pizza joints in San Francisco, but for the most part, they've ruined pizza. They really it's, have. I've been I, there. I, I'm I'm there four times a year. For the most part, they've ruined it. You got to go out of your way to find a good pizza. Joint. I love the fact that the this is the continued tradition of taking pretty uh, vulgar and crazy comics 
and putting them in children's situations. <laughs> we had Robin Williams as the genie. You had George Carlin as Mr. Conductor on, on Thomas and Friends. And and now you're putting Louis Black in a Disney movie uh, that's all about emotions. <laughs> like it's, yeah, all right, continued tradition. It's it's going to be he's, great. He's the perfect emotion. He's anger. Oh, it's, oh no, it's, that's, it's, that's it's just gonna, there's no one better for it. Over. If this you would have said I need to cast anger, I would have immediately thought Louis Black. If they had an anxiety character, it'd be Louis C.K. So, I mean, it's just a, <laughs> it's one of those. It's And I also think Mindy Kaling is perfectly cast. You watch a trailer. The timing's flawless. I know there's editing and whatever, but you, you just you hear it. It comes out in the voice. It's good. And this yeah. is the movie that every time I watch. So this this reminds me so much of Up and they're playing that. They keep saying, oh, from the people who did Up and they, they lead with that. And if you're leading with Up, I know I'm going to be crying throughout this well, movie. Well, as long as they don't lead with the first four minutes of Up. <laughs> yeah, let's, listen. There Wait, is, wasn't that like in the middle, really? Because they was, met no, as kids. The first, first and then they no, no, no. It's the first four minutes. Laura, oh Laura and I watched the movie together. And, you know, we're, we're oh, so the movie's about balloons. Oh, balloons, and right, yeah. Happy, oh, floaty. Yeah. Oh, they're like, the for the first kid. 10 minutes, you're like, where are the balloons? <laughs> the fr- yeah, like, the whatever, however long that weeping. that opening sequence was, and, and it's over, and I'm, like, wiping tears away, and I'm going, I don't know if I want to watch the rest of this. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I love you. Honestly, you, you can guarantee one thing. If you go see a Pixar movie, it you're going to cry. And I'm not a huge emotional crier in the middle of movies but every pixar movie i either i either get on the brink or i just full-on just go and And of of the three of us if you look at the three of us hanging out at a bar and go pick the crier nobody points at me (laughs) nobody points at me but i'm i'm that guy i'm i get so i allow myself to get put into the character and i just lose my shit completely it's it's another fantastic tradition at Pixar and animated films making you cry. If you didn't lose your 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 sense of being at Toy Story three twice, yeah, no, lost. I lost every time. I lost my emotions twice every time. Uh, I can't wait. They literally made a movie about emotions. They're literally just going to <laughs> fuck with you the most. Oh my god, let's do this. Uh, I'm so, just wondering I'm how so, this fits into the Pixar theory. Oh <laughs> so man, much for I, you know what? Where I tell you what, we're we have this, to do a whole show about that. Yeah, we can't do that here. For, for it's this so movie, awesome, though. I'm, I'm going to say me, the wife, the kids, we're going to see this at least once. They'll probably see it again in the Emmaus Theater uh, after the after it goes out of the big, big screen. I, I got some AMC golden tickets here, courtesy of, of, of my job, and I'll be using those to go see uh, Inside Out. I cannot wait to see that movie. Um, I've got a credit card in my wallet, and I'll be using that to go see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything special, CJ. Sorry. That credit card. <laughs> well, you may, but you get double points work. at movie theaters, brother. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then to kind of end the month out on the, the last week, I think it's June 26th. So we get something a little bit raunchier with a uh, head two, and um, the complete I, opposite I, of a family friendly movie. The complete, complete opposite. Do not take the kids to go see this. Josh. <laughs> no, clearly. Um, but there's I a mean, teddy honestly, bear, but there's a it's teddy, a teddy bear. bear. It's, it's, it's fun. No, I, I put this on here because I really think Ted was kind of one of those surprise hits for me. I wasn't expecting a whole yeah. lot. I was expecting recycled family guy jokes. Yeah, me too. And um, I got that but, to a point, but it, it was still fresh. It was funny, and I enjoyed it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they, that they, what they do with the but, sequel. 
And it was recycled Family Guy jokes. Uh, and don't. It, no, don't. it was. And I, look, I didn't like it. I don't didn't you like spit on my cupcake I, and tell me it's frosting. Those were I not recycled context. jokes. I did not. I did not like Ted uh, except for uh, Mark Wahlberg. I will go see anything Mark Wahlberg does. So I, I'm obligated to see this. Um, I, I love everything. That Did he does. like save your life once that you like feel obligated you know, to always you know show out 20 bucks you know for him? what it is? Every time he shows up anywhere and because he's an entourage as well. He's that right. His, but, him and, and his entire funky bunch. But it, the entourage is loosely based on based on crew, Mark right? Wahlberg's so, and crew. He's, yeah. he's EP. So he's right. He's got all that going on. But so everybody knows I'm a, I'm a big uh, sports guy, fantasy sports guy, football guy. He shows up on these podcasts more often than you'd think. He calls in, he talks to the guys, and he's always like super congenial. He was on the ESPN Fantasy Focus uh, football uh, podcast, and I'm going to plug them for a minute because I do listen to Matthew Barry. Uh, but the thing was, you know, at the end of it, Matthew Barry always tries to scumbag tickets or something, and he's like, Mark Wahlberg didn't even flinch. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'll put you on the list. Absolutely. I got Tom Brady on the list. I'll put you on the list. It's no big deal. <laughs> I said, "What? What do you need? Two tickets? Fine. Call. Just have my have your people call my people." He's, Matthew Bears. I don't, Mark. I don't have people. I don't. It's, it's just me. But like, I he's that email. <laughs> he's that guy, right? And every right. time he does an interview, he ends it with, "Listen, God bless you guys. Thanks so much for having me on." And I'm thinking, how much more down to earth could Mark Wahlberg be? So I, so absolutely, I, 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 I'll do. I'll watch anything he does. So, did you like Ted One? I liked Mark Wahlberg. I don't. <laughs> you didn't like the guy dancing with the straw in his living room. Look, I really don't like Seth MacFarlane a whole lot. I I think Family Guy is is stupid. It's just it's been done a million times. However, if you watch this trailer at the end of it, there's a scene where Ted <laughs> they're going back and forth like they're lawyers and uh our my 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 hetero life mate uh, Patrick Tricolo ha- and I have have made a pact. That we will reenact that scene. <laughs> Brian and I actually the other day at work decided that we we're going to memorize the Sheldon Cooper way to explain rock paper scissors lizard spot. Oh yeah, I tried Still to work it on. Very it. difficult. So, very I difficult. I loved Ted One. I saw it twice in the theater. I grabbed a friend after my wife and I saw it, and I was like, "Come with us. We're going to the movies again, and we're going to go see Ted. You're coming with us." Uh, and just like Brian, I thought it was a surprise movie that I, I thought uh, Seth MacFarlane doing a movie like Yay Family Guy as a teddy bear. Uh, I didn't see Family Guy as a teddy bear like you did, Josh. I saw something pretty cool, pretty unique. It's the exact same. Voice. But then I saw no. But then I the, the voice is the same. I get it. Whatever. You only have Griffin so many voices. Voice, but it's still it's fresh. It's, it's new. There's new jokes. I mean, but I a million it. ways to die in the West totally turned me off to Seth MacFarlane as a, a movie actor. Oh, see, I didn't. I, I don't see know if he directed it because right. it's well, terrible. See, so he he made the movie and he went. This is so bad. We have to make another Ted. <laughs> <laughs> but uh listen i'll see this i think it because ted at the end of it even ha- in its own screwed up way had a message that i really liked about friendship and and staying you know close to somebody even when life starts changing and also how to cope with life going in different directions than what you thought it would um, well they're thunder buddies for life man uh r- exactly right uh, and uh, I think it's so cool. I also thought it was very interesting here, Brian, that uh, in the article you have starring, and you gave Mark Wahlberg top billing over Seth MacFarlane. Um, yeah, because right? he's Marky Mark. <laughs> he's not oh, don't Mark do that. anymore. <laughs> Great. Now, now Mark Wahlberg would never come on the show because you just Mark no, Wahlberg no, 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 no. is he no, absolutely he, is the draw. He's the draw. He Mark Wahlberg is the draw. 
I mean, let, let's be Objection. completely honest. <laughs> Family Guy, <laughs> as as good as it was, as good as I thought it was for the first maybe four or five seasons, it's still it, it's not funny anymore. I'm not saying that Seth MacFarlane's lost his draw. I'm, I'm just saying that the people who aren't Family Guy fans that are going to see this movie are seeing it for Mark Wahlberg. What you're That's saying is, is, what you're saying is, the Family Guy isn't The Simpsons. Can't ever be The Simpsons. Not as no, funny I, as The Simpsons. Simpsons did it. And vulgarity only goes so far. Now, I'm all about the dick and fart jokes, as Kevin Smith would say. But <laughs> there's a degree, there's a point where I know you're going for shock, and I'm not impressed. That was a million ways to die in the West. That's what that was. Okay. It was just, how can we be stupid? I, Ted, did, I, didn't, I, I didn't see it. Ted leaned on that, but I think really, when you actually look at Ted, and this is so screwed up, you actually look at Ted, it, it is a great emotional movie about friendship and adapting to change and flash so giovanni ribisi in ted right that was fantastic his yeah. character was yep. good but absolutely senseless didn't need to be there oh didn't yeah. need to be there yeah and then the the whole storyline with the flash didn't need to be there so, i think it was a I disagree because the flash was what they bonded over as friends <laughs> that's, and, that's and it was fine. used to manipulate, but it was used to manipulate again, not adapting to change. It was used to uh, manipulate him to come back to the old ways. There was a lot of shock stuff. Change. There's a lot of shock stuff in there yeah. that I didn't think need. And, and I'm as yeah. you know, me being me watching it, I'm just going, nah, I'm we've, an- we've analyzed Ted right now out of these movies more, more than, than any we other did movie. all the other movies. <laughs> Not even more than Pixar right now. We've, can, we've delved, can we just we've clarify? You're talking about Flash Gordon. You keep on saying the Flash, and oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Going I, to that I, amazing yeah, DC show. Thank you. I'm sorry, Flash Gordon. Flash my, Gordon. my, my apologies. A million times. There's over. somebody listening to this show going Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon. Will you please, for the love of God, say it's Flash Gordon, not the Flash? It's not the Flash. Don't worry. Flash. That's somebody. That one listener. I got you. He's he saved every one of us. I don't know who Flash Gordon is. Flash. All right. So, okay. So, Ted 2, yay or nay, Josh Burns. After it goes from the the movie the movie theater auditorium that it shows 12 times a day to the one that it only shows 3 times a day, that's when I'll go. So, he'll still be seeing it on Wednesday at noon either way. Yep. <laughs> I got to get you a movie intervention. Brian, Ted 2, yay or nay? Uh yeah, I'll be I'll definitely be seeing this. And you know, there's nothing really else coming out that week that the that's in theater. So I'll, this I'll be month, there. The well, hold on, hold light. on, hold on. June twenty, that June twenty sixth. You reminded me of something else, right? What's June that? twenty, June twenty first. We have on HBO. We have oh, ball, yes. uh, we have Ballers. We oh, have we have True Detective, and we so have and we have The Brink. Three new shows, all premiering June twenty first, and I cannot wait. What's for the ballers? What's the brink? The brink stars uh, Jack Black and, and Tim uh, Robbins. Tim Robbins, and it just looks it fan looks fantastic. Has um has uh, uh, Liev Schreiber's uh, brother uh, Pablo Schreiber, whatever his name is, was right. in uh, was in The Wire, and was in Orange Is the New Black. So I'm looking forward very much to those three, and and that's a big that's Father's Day weekend. So, oh, so I, I feel Father's like who released who sat in the movie executive studios? Like, can we release Ted on a uh, Father's Day weekend? I think no, no, no Ted's the day. Ted's the following oh, Friday. The, we, okay, the, yeah, gotcha. Ted's, that, Ted's after the three. That. I yeah. apologize. I can't read a calendar. Ballers, True Detective, and The Brink are fathers are on Father's Day. They're that night, so I, I can't wait. 
that's yay. My daughter's too young to do anything, so I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a daughter, so I'm good. That you know of. To, to, to me, it's just <laughs> Sunday. And the day that I call my father and tell him how awesome he is. So, And thank you for the four-page email that I have to read now. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me another email. Um, is there is there wait wait is there anything that he uh that he vehemently disagrees with me on in that email josh i'll let you know <laughs> i actually haven't even read it yet we need to post the open letter that he put on and let josh respond to it i just want to watch that yeah i actually yeah happen. this time i'd appreciate some prep time yes yes, <laughs> yes i will let you i'll give you some time to prep before it was we a you thought spot. That, that occurred Good. i apologize sweet so uh, it seems that june's a little light on movies now there are some other movies that are coming out that we just didn't put on the list uh, but I mean, June seems pretty light for big name movies. I mean, I don't no No one's really going up against any anything crazy except for Insidious is going up against Entourage for like opening weekend. But everybody else has stayed out of each other's way. Everyone seems to let me ha- you'll have your opening weekend. And then I think what's really going to duke it out for number one for you know that couple weeks is Jurassic World and Inside Out. I think Ooh, those are the definitely. two movies that are going to be duking it out for best of June. What do you think is going to win on that one? Because you've got the nostalgia happening from Jurassic World, and then it's a Disney Pixar movie. Like that's going to I, just I th- dominate. I think Disney Pixar has more appeal. In- Inside Out wins. Yeah, I-, I think they have a wider audience. Jurassic World, you're getting people our age who remember seeing Jurassic Park in the drive-in in the rain. Uh, you're getting sad, sad like much me a, who never saw. Who want to feel like they're part of a of a process? Yeah. No, you know what's yeah, great. Sure. You know what's great about the, like the Disney Pixar stuff is is taking your kids at you know 9:45 in the morning on a saturday and what you get is a theater full of parents with kids right yeah and the it's the, the most adorable thing happens cuz all of the kids react to the same stuff and you get <laughs> you get stereo reaction of yeah. you know and you get the cute little you know whatever it, the kids say the darndest things type of reaction and you get it from every angle so I'm entertained like two, three times over because I'm watching the movie. That's good. My kids are reacting and that's funny. And other people's kids are saying off the wall type stuff. And that's <laughs> funny. So I, I would recommend if you have kids, go to that 945 showing. Every theater has it. Well, every large theater has it. Go to that 945 Saturday morning show. And, and really, as a parent, as a as a human being, enjoy that show thoroughly my my favorite thing about that is like when i did children's theater was the moment where the kids laugh at a joke and then two or three minutes later the parents laugh at a different joke that was aimed at them and you get that dichotomy happening there where i I just i just love that stuff or then because then the kids are like why did mommy laugh but i'll laugh Ah. because mommy laughed Ah." right Uh, (laughs) right see uh, the 28 year old single guy who sees it on friday it's just creepy yeah, Brian, just don't, don't, don't go, just Brian. Like don't, don't go to, go to that, that show. I'm not don't. going to the Saturday morning show. I'll go see don't. the Friday night show, which <laughs> will have like half. He goes to a parent afterwards. <laughs> I loved when your kid laughed at that moment. <laughs> You'll have me and CJ Security. testifying as character witnesses to, to, to you. No, it, the showing I will go to will be about <laughs> half people my age, half families, and when all the crying stuff happens, all the people my age are like, oh, I'm not. going the freaking six-year-old's Brian, not crying. I'm not going to cry. I'm not. Brian, don't, Brian's don't cry. Going to, don't cry. Brian's going to the divorced dad showing. Where they're trying to <laughs> 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 oh, 
man. Oh, okay. Before I fed to anybody else. What, divorced dads and other people that need to announce their presence when they're within a thousand feet of a school? Oh, my God. You're... Oh, God. No. Moving on. Oh, crossed the line I didn't want to. Okay, hold on. So, so we just ended with a great happy note about how good the movie's going to be. And now it's time for my favorite segment of CJ takes a shit on DC uh, <laughs> because uh, the Suicide Squad, uh, the Suicide Squad uh, had some some footage leaked from it. And I want to say for for this uh, area of the segment, I'm joined by a special guest this week. Brian is going to join me on taking a shit on DC. <laughs> I, I'm thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm really I'm really excited to to shit all over this. So here's the deal. I'll I'll say my piece and then I'll shut up. Uh, We all know I'm no fan of the Suicide Squad movie. I think it looks terrible. I think Jared Leto's Joker that they've unveiled is off. Uh, This leaked footage has a a purplish Lamborghini. uh, Oh, my God. No, stop. His makeup. Hold on. It's going to get worse. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm telling you to stop. It's an Infinity G37 with a body kit. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm what so is wrong sorry. with a Lamborghini? Oh, because it has just, door hinges that uh, no, flip I, up. I, it's a I, goddamn Lamborghini. It, it, What's it, no? This is wow. unacceptable. It was, cell, an, it, it was cell phone footage. I apologize. It's an Infinity G37 coupe with a with a Vader body kit on it. It's what, a oh my god! What what, what what I had seen was filmed on like an iPhone 4s. I saw the same thing you saw, and what I did was watch three other videos, and then what I right. did was say, "Hey, those headlights look funny." So I did a little research. It took me all of 30 seconds to find out it's an infinity with a body kit. Jeez, Josh, you're like that kind of nerd that, that nerds uh, out about that stuff. I, cars. Oh, what? Cars? Sports? Well, no, like, yeah, that's me. Anyway, uh, still looks terrible. And um, <laughs> any all the other footage that I've seen, I, I'm not excited. So, Brian, you're new to this uh, point. Let, let me shut up and let me hear your thoughts on this right now. Okay, so um, I... I, I Pulled up the pictures, and I, I was scrolling through them, and, and the first thing I noticed was, got the stupid forehead tattoo, and it looks just awful. Like, everything, every other complaint I have about him right now as the Joker is easily fixable in, like, post-production. Like, his skin's really white, his hair's really bright, and that stuff that's fixable that stuff that's probably oh it was a shitty camera phone camera type of thing but right. the tattoos i can't get past the tattoos it, it makes no sense for the joker as a character and what even makes less sense to me is his lamborghini g30 infinity whatever with a kit In- car whatever as josh like shakes his head and, and holds it in pain josh, like, I'm gonna he has a license plate yeah he will <laughs> He has a license plate on there. It's a vanity plate that says, ha, ha, ha. Like Joker went to the DMV and registered this freaking car or something that he didn't just like freaking pick it up off the street somewhere or somebody has the same weird sense of humor as he does. Couldn't he have a minion at the at the DMV that did it for him and said, yeah, hey, boss, you know what? Hey, here let you me go. register this car in, uh, I'll, I'll, what's the name? Uh, you know, I don't just... The Joker. I think you're reading like, too far into it. I don't think anybody. It's not have a driver's license. It says the Joker. It, it's it campy. It, it's it's campy. It is campy. You know what else is campy? Every Joker that existed before Heath Ledger. Every yes. single False. one. Campy as shit. 
That's fine. We got away from that for a reason. It doesn't no, work. No, it's awful. No, it's it's no. No. And don't try to make them all badass with these tattoos and everything. I'm not. You I, and you don't. bullshit like that. Here's, here's what I Josh read. Josh seems to be offended by your campy. What I, what I read was that the production photos are not what they're going to. It's not what it's going to be. That the, the tattoos will be replaced by scars that he's earned through battles with, with Batman. Now, I don't know if that's true. If it's not true, I do know this. This is not the this is not the Joker that any comic book lover has ever known. It's not. Right. It's something new, and I think we all need to just slow our roll, let it play out for a couple reasons. And I think the best reason of all is that Jared Leto's serious business as far as acting is concerned. So, Absolutely. This dude is an amazing actor, a very talented musician. He's not just going to sign up for something that's a joke that can be dismissed. I I believe he's going to attack the part seriously. I believe he's going to do his best to emulate the Joker. I, I will let your um, he's not going to sign up to do a joke pass. Uh, <laughs> unintended uh. pun. Uh, here's here's what I'll say. I totally wholeheartedly agree with, with what you're saying for this part. Jared Leto is a fantastic actor. I think he's going to do it to the best of his ability. But the core problem I have with this incarnation that we're seeing, and again, you're absolutely right, Josh. This is based on leaks. But at the same part, there's one thing that you can't control. There's great actors with bad characters. Yeah. And that's my and that's my fear is that you're, we're getting like, like a everything Tim Burton has ever done. Terrible. <laughs> everything Tim Burton's ever done. Great actors. Terrible. I won't give you ter- that. Terrible. Well, Tim Burton's not an actor. No, he's created terrible everything with great <laughs> actors. And and I give Edward you Edward Scissorhands was terrible? Yeah. And I give you Jack Nicholson's um, then, Joker. I will I, if as long as we're talking about great actors. This terrible, town needs an parts. enema. Okay, that was a great, great uh, anyway. But the point is this. I think that I, I agree. Jerry Little will do this to the best of his ability. And I'm not freaking out because Jerry Little's cast of the Joker. Like when I'll be the first person to admit when I heard Heath Ledger as the Joker. I was like, the guy from The Knight's Tale? Well, fuck Batman. That's done and totally wrong. A Knight's Tale was because, amazing. Right, but that was, was amazing. It was amazing. But I was like, those two things don't add up. But um, the reason I think it was so successful was not only you had a great actor, you had a fantastic script, a well-thought-out storyline, and a great movie. And if DC has proven anything with their movie universe, is that doesn't happen. Well, you know, what Man have we of Steel, seen, though? What have we seen other so than we, Superman? We, right, right. When we look at Man of Steel and what we've seen so far of Batman versus Superman, I don't have excitement for I think, DC's I, capability. Again, we've only seen so, Man of Steel. So what this says to me is from from just the chase scene that we saw, right? The, the bright purple car with the LED underkit, it's flashy, the vanity plate, all that. What I've seen from the leaked photos and videos is telling me they're going a direction that is bright, colorful, charismatic, a little crazy. And, and that's to me, that to me, that's, that's what the Joker is. Okay. And now I know he's a psychopath, but he's also very flamboyant in his, in his execution. So I, I'm fine with it. I see the Joker being the, the, so here's the problem. 
when I'm looking at the DC universe right now, and I'm talking from a, the film aspect and design portion, everything is, oh God, I'm going to say the words I didn't want to say. They're dark and gritty. Everything is very... This isn't. Right. Everything has color sucked out of it. Literally, they showed footage of Superman, uh, the Man of Steel movie, where they, they've taken out some of the vibrant colors. And Joker seems to be the, hey, you know, the 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 counterpoint, yep. the, the duality of it, the other side of the coin saying, I'm bright, I'm colorful, I'm flashy. But the problem is, I think it's going to be such a a contrast that it's so going to be annoying. I think I think that Brian's concerns are well founded from a comic book lover standpoint I think they're well founded and CJ I think your concerns are valid as well I think that the Joker is going to play such a small role in this movie that he's going to be more of a backdrop in the evolution of Harley Quinn that he's he's not going to be pulling the strings so right I don't I don't think it's the reason we're seeing all the stuff about the Joker is that's what everybody knows. Well, yeah. Yeah. They don't they don't know anybody else. They don't know Captain Boomerang. They don't know Deadshot. They don't know Harley Quinn. They don't know the Enchantress. They don't know any of these people. So we know the Joker. Let's sensationalize the Joker. Let's have that. And plus, by the way, it's Jared Leto. He's other than Will Smith, the biggest name in this film. Right. Let's put that out there. Let's leak a chase scene. Let's do whatever. Let's get some press. Yeah. And then well, hopefully. I know, the, I, I know the marketing machine is running on. And then hopefully let's surprise you with what it's actually going to be. I don't think they're dumb enough to <laughs> completely. No, I don't. I don't think they're dumb enough to alienate every comic book reader in the world. And uh, I'm going to disagree d- with you. I know yeah. you will. And and I think I look, I think well, and I have, valid, I but have reasons why. And yeah, here's okay, go why. On. If you know anything about um Superman before Superman returns, you know that they were going to do a Death of Superman or Superman Lives movie. Like with in, Nick Cage? Yeah. In the 90s. I can't wait to see that documentary, by the way. If you ever uh get the chance, it, they they actually they're releasing a documentary about it. Or you can go on to YouTube and uh, just Google Kevin Smith talking about his experience writing for this movie. I, no, I, I've, listened, I've listened to Kevin Smith talking about it. All right. So the entirety, the, the fact that how out of touch the producers at Warner Brothers are with the fan base of that genre is astounding when you listen to that story. And that's what I'm afraid of. And everything I'm seeing about... This entire movie is just making me remember how horribly out of touch they were when they were trying to do that movie. The only reason we got a good Batman trilogy is because of Christopher Nolan. The only right. reason Man of Steel was half decent is because of Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. I, I'm uh, really afraid because you don't have a director who's a huge comic book fan. You have the director of Training Day attached to this. Okay. So I'm afraid that this is what it's going to turn into. What? Antoine Fuqua okay. is directing Yeah, I was going to say, don't. Dave, no, David Ayer. I'm sorry. He wrote Training Day, not, to, not okay. directed it. So, yeah, I was going to say thank you. First of all, Training Day, amazing. That, that's, yeah, that's I was going to say, that's, that's way uh, off track. You put that, faith into the movie for that. You really did. You, you just said <laughs> this is going to really be amazing. Did. You just so, made me feel better. Brian, uh, just for me, uh, you know I love you, right? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. You trust me? I've never steered you. I've never steered you wrong, right? Uh, not yet. Yeah. All right. You have yet to do that. So do me a favor. Yeah. Do me a favor. Just <laughs> calm down. Just let it play out. Don't freak out. I need you to stay with me on this because I believe it's gonna be fantastic. I really do. I do. And and right. I, I'm I'm saying that because 
man, we're not talking about Jordan Catalano here. We're talking about everything that Jared Leto's done in the past 10 years has been unbelievably good. The movie's going to be good. They got a fantastic cast. Just stay with me. Don't freak out. Don't condemn it publicly, please. It's going to be good. And so, Josh. This is recorded I, for posterity, by the way. So if it no, sucks, no, if, and if I'm, I'm going to if, reference if you. If I'm this. wrong, you can run up an amazing bar tab on my on on my uh, Marriott Rewards card. Okay, you're on. You're on. All right. So uh, and 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 let's be fair too. And and I think Brian and I will concede to this. This is judging a book by its not even covered the first the flap jacket, the top quarter I mean, of the. Thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was really it's like judging the movie by its barcode. Right. Uh, I don't know if I like that skew. I don't know if I like that. Uh, so we have we have to give it we have to give it some some reference. So I know we're this is the nerd rage that we've talked about where we're open but we're very protective about what we're doing. So understandably uh, so. And and it's and right and this is a very fabled, very loved character in series, and we want to make sure that it's protected. So yep. our apologies if we get carried away with this, and I don't mean to make this a weekly check-in on on the suicide squad but how you've taken a dump on dc this week (laughs) (laughs) that part the taking a crap on dc that will be weekly but the uh the i think that's a shame i really do i think no and 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 i I don't want to dwell on this too much because i do want to i want to move on it's given me the leaked scenes have given me a lot of hope i'm I'm very hopeful i i i'm i'm very guarded and that's just the reason why i I feel this way but i think what this is really showing is people are are actually interested in learning about these characters they just want to know can you do the other one right can you do this one right and then i'll, I'll buy into the other so we shall see um so i want to move on to probably the nerdiest 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 thing we could talk about this uh this week and that is uh google I.O. About joker to, wasn't nerdy enough <laughs> it was but like we're gonna we're gonna go into a realm where some people are gonna be like i don't understand why why you would even talk about this at all so I want to talk a little bit about because because mobile I no. mobile OS affects everyone's lives. That's right. But, but like what we're going to talk like the nerdiness of this is going to can get really minute. There's like I, no one will notice. They'll just up, they'll press the button that says update your phone and then they'll be like, oh, well, that just and looks, that'll be oh, the biggest mistake they ever make. Right. So so <laughs> let's so let's so let's talk about this. I want to let's let's get into this. So there's two things that you need to pay attention to. During the calendar, the calendar year, when it comes to mobile technology, there's two events. There's Apple's WWDC, the Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference, and Google I.O. These two are meetings of app and software developers that come over to the headquarters or, or they come over to the, the company. Company says, listen, this is the software that's coming out this year. Here are the updates that are coming through. Uh, here's what's new. Here's what's different. And here's what we're hoping you can do. And what's great about these conferences is that not only do they open the door to what's coming down the road, but sometimes they get things back from the developers that they never even thought about. Uh, when we look at the App Store first launching on the iPhone, no one – all we got were fart machines and, and, and tiny crappy platform games. And now there's health and fitness applications, may, ways to manage your finance and, and stay connected with others. So seeing what's coming down the pipe right now is, is pretty cool. So. Google talked about a lot of things, and I want to hit on a few of a few things, and I want to kind of keep it on Android, and because there's other things I want to talk about later, but I'm not as well versed on them, and I, I don't want to speak out of turn. So Android uh, just is going to receive an update. It's called Android M, 
Um, the reason they give it these little names is instead of saying 8.5.2 and 8.6.7, uh, they kind of use this. The, the code names are usually dessert names once they go public. Uh, we just came from Lollipop, and uh, the rumor for M is Macadamia Nut Cookie. Why couldn't it just go- be Meringue? I don't know. Oh, this no. goes on the list of longest marshmallow uh, nicknames. I, I I hear you. That's the rumor. So I mm, mean, marzipan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, marzipan. So here's your deal. Right. Uh, we're going to update your Android phone. Right. Uh, so all right. So I want to talk about some of these features that are coming. And before we make a new segment of shitting on Google, uh, let's let's talk about these things first. So first thing is that Android, when you install an app. When you load it up, it's like a huge pile of the terms and conditions that you get when you sign up for any service. And it's basically going, we want the access to everything on your phone. Give it to us or you can't use the app. And you just press this agree. You don't read and you just press agree. What they're going to do now is permissions are going to be less intimidating. They're going to be able to say, uh, listen, you're going to load up. You're going to install the app. There's no, hey, can we use this? Once you go to use something, like a microphone or camera or your contacts, a little pop-up will come up and say, hey, can this app have permission to check your contacts? So exactly. pretty much what Apple For, does. Like the iPhone does. Yeah, yes. a- Apple does that already. Apple did it. Yes, but the fact is, right, but the, the fact is that Google hasn't. So this is good. This just shows, this shows two things, that the, these platforms, while they are different, are now sharing more similarities than they are differences. There's still things that that there are still things that that are different between them, but things are getting more alike than than before. Josh is going to freaking pummel me in the face for saying that sentence. Do you want to address it now? No. Do you want to address your concern? I, no. Here's uh, so. Do you want me to take it back? So I can redo this. It's not a problem. It, it, it's <laughs> the equivalent of you saying that Spider-Man isn't a good comic book character to Brian. Is is basically so. No, Why no, you I'm saying now, I know Spider-Man mobile Man is mobile OS, mobile OS is my thing. That's that's what I nerd out about. And I was a huge proponent of Android for a very long time, and I still love very long time. I still love very much of, of what Google does. My problem is what they're doing is they're streamlining the app permissions so that they're not so invasive for the user. And that and that's that's a good thing to say. When you need to use something, it's going to ask for it. So, for instance, just the you, first time when you I understand that when you you download Instagram, instead of having a list of permissions like camera contacts, location, location, things like microphone. that, you won't say all that. Right. But when you when you want to record a video, it's going to say. Instagram request permission for your camera, for your microphone, for your whatever you say, OK, and that's fine for apps like Instagram. My big concern with Google and always will be in, in an open source format, the permissions are critical. And when you have any schleprock developing an application, getting access to whatever, it's going to cause problems. The, the big deal with Android, the real problem with Android, and every Android user knows it, is force closes and reboots. And all the junk that goes along with having your phone junked up with sort of unapproved apps, third-party apps, anybody writes an app, 
the the thing about iOS is that every app is run through Apple Store. It's got to be approved before it gets on there. It's clean. It works. It's functional. Minimal problem. I I get what you're saying at the core of it, but I disagree with the way you're presenting it. You know, um, Apple does the same thing. You load up Instagram and says, hey, we want access to yeah. your, your camera. Yes. And yes. then we want access to your location. And they, so they're going to do the same yes. thing on that. For Instagram. But for, for Flappy Bird X 2.3 right. that is written by uh, Jim Johnson in his basement, it's that. You know what I mean? No, I, that, that's I the that. app I'm worried about. So, so when you access Flappy Bird, you know, X 2.4, and it says, hey, we want access to your microphone, you just go, no. And you carry on. The app doesn't say, well, how many well you, you, you don't have the microphone. How many people you don't think are just going to hit no? Like, uh, right, that's like the 10. thing. They just hit just yes. Like, just like I hit accept no, no, to the terms okay. and conditions. I'm just going to say no, yeah. No, no, I think you're getting – CJ, I think no. People, they, just on, say, wait, wait, wait. they just say yes. I, and what happens when they say yes is – it latches on to critical system functions of your phone right. and doesn't release properly. And when that happens, it causes performance issues on your phone. Not that that include but I, are not limited to battery problems, lag, you know, malfunctions of other critical applications. And that's just not acceptable. Okay. So let's let's take a pause because we're we're not talking about IO anymore. We're kind of talking about Android. For a minute, but I, I want to take a pause, and I, I'll agree with that way that you just phrased it. I uh, feel yes. about this like Brian feels about Suicide Squad. By the way, okay, Josh, I need you to take a deep breath. I need you to bear with me. And I'm taking breath. Um, I, I'm I, drinking I, beer. So, I'm, I'm taking breath. So I'll I'll say this. Uh, yes, uh, I, I think your your problem boils down to this. And if if I can summarize this, and tell me if I'm right or wrong. Uh, you're afraid of the checks and balances not being in place with Google when it comes to having permission to these things because people are just going to say, yeah, I don't care, whatever. I just want to do my whatever I got to do. And then having anyone have access to this. And you're saying on iOS, because it has to go through checks and balances to even get on the App Store, uh, that's that's not a big of a worry and you feel more secure with your information. Is that For correct? Me, it's it's to a degree, yes. It's not, it's, it's not as much about the checks and balances and saying, Apple does the checks and balances and, and Google doesn't. For me, it's more about the user experience. The entire reason, CJ, that that I got involved with this whole thing was to continue helping people connect with technology, helping people with, you know, whatever they nerd out about. And this is one of those things that people are so connected to their devices that if they blindly so, accept all these terms that will be a detriment in some applications, they're going to want to more disconnect than connect. But then this is the part. So this is something that Google has not been able to do until now in this update is if you grant permission to something and then you change your mind later, you can now go into the settings and say, I don't want to give this permission. And at that point, it, at that point, because of the SDK, it will release. I get that, but you're losing application functionality. It's not, not in all, it's, not no, no, not in all apps. No, I know not that, in all but apps. it's it's one of those things where if the apps were vetted properly, checked beforehand, this would never be an issue. Right. I so get listen, the it comes, need for open source. I just don't agree with uh, you know, any Joe Schmo can just put an app out there. It's ridiculous. So it it comes down to this, and I think in and this is the other part that I was saying too, where people blindly saying yes to that, I disagree because there's two things now. People, A, do need to be a smart smartphone user. 
I just think that's part of it. And I'm not talking they need to be nerdy about us. They don't need to be developers. They just need to be wise and say, does this app look official? Does it have the right reviews? CJ. People can no, hold CJ. on. People can I know that people can, can manipulate the system, but they just CJ. need to be smart about it. Let be smart about it. You're everyone has a smartphone. Right. And and I don't, you know, I don't mean to be condescending. I don't wanna, you know, I don't I don't want to belittle anyone. I just have to ask a question. If you had a test group of 100 people, how many of them would be standing there picking their nose and eating it is my question. And, think- and, and the answer is probably 50. That there's not that many people <laughs> who are that who are intelligent enough to go. No, that's not a good thing. You know what? I'm just going to bail on this app because it's not smart. Right. And that's what they should do. They right. should not not disagree or not allow that permission they should bail on that app completely and they don't do it and that's you know it as well as i do think about how many people came in to see us going my phone doesn't work i want a new phone we're going dude dude it's this app x racer 4 written by jimmy shimmy in his basement that's jacking you up delete the app but but I've already I've already got four cars and I've already no no delete the app. That's what we're talking about. So and I, people I, aren't I wise enough to do that. Right and and uh, listen. So again, I want to I, I want to steer the ship. Uh, I agree that that is a fundamental problem with open source platforms. I mean, Microsoft even used that in their Scroogled campaign about that. They literally sat. They had two people sitting on a stoop, and I'll find the video and, and I'll put it in our show notes. They had two people sitting there saying, yo, do you know who even made that app? And they're like, no. And they show a slimeball person who's like pretending to like steal their credit card information. Right. And then they show someone on Windows who's going, we actually like, here's this person. Here's all their information. Blah, 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 blah. You know, everything's fine. So, yeah, there is a, a fundamental difference between the platforms of iOS and the platforms of Android and the platforms of Windows and BlackBerry. And security is a huge factor of that. But the thing is this. I, this is allowing people who are who are being very conscious of what their phones now have access to. There are a lot of people, you know you will also see people, right, who won't agree to some terms and conditions about weird shit because they don't agree with it. This giving those people, I'm not saying everybody, it's giving those people the opportunity to bail out and to say, don't let me use this. I think it's a great step for Android. I think it's a great step uh, for that. And just like I said, yeah, iOS does this already. And this is why I'm saying they're starting to share similarities in that based off the feedback but this is a good thing for for android right i mean do you not agree no i do it's a step in the right direction but it panders to the very the very best and the very and the very worst yeah absolutely and and that and listen you're gonna get that in technology or in any facet of anything no matter what you do there's there will be malicious ways for ios if you don't believe me, there is that text message string right now that if you send that to someone's <laughs> iPhone, it crashes their phone. Right. Uh, See, the great it, thing it, about it, that is it, 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 people send it to me and it goes to my watch and doesn't crash my watch. So I just look and I go, oh, you're right. silly. It hasn't crashed my phone yet. I've had two people send it. All right. It so, me. Josh, I, I totally appreciate where, where we're coming from with this. And, and you know, it, it had to be said we need to talk about the difference between these platforms and app development and why it's important, especially when we're talking about a developer's conference. Uh, so I want to move on to some things that are maybe a little less controversial when it comes to, to that aspect of it. And I want to talk about Google photos app. Um, so 
I, listen, I've had a love hate relationship with Google in, in general. And especially when it comes to having like my personal information, or my personal stuff. The thing that I really hated about using Google's photo app was a, it was like pre-installed on my Android phone. It was super intrusive, but B, it was always integrated with Google plus. And, uh, I don't think anybody uses Google plus as a, no, I get, I get, uh, notifications every so often, like this person's in your circle or shared what, and I'm like, Oh wow, that's still happening. Yeah. It's like MySpace. So um, <laughs> right. So I, I would never used it. So Google came out and said, "Listen, here's what we did. We revamped our Photos app, and we've done two things. Number one, goodbye the Google Plus integration. It's gone. You don't have to worry about it anymore. And the second thing we did, and this is awesome for me, they've now given users on iOS or Android or the web unlimited storage up to 16 megabits." of uh, megapixels for pictures and 1080p for video unlimited do whatever you want i mean when you look at dropbox when you look at OneDrive, when you look at icloud and you look at all compressed all compressed right but you also look at like how much you have to pay to have that kind of storage it's obscene and now google's saying here we're going to do it for you we're going to help you organize it smartly using our alg- our algorithms and we're going to use it the way that, that google does it and let's store it up, and it's there, and um, it's so easy to use. Like, I hate going through my iCloud collection, and I want to send, like, four or five photos or delete some. I have to press the edit button and then tap, like, a madman to try to get a selection of 30. What Google does is you you pop, you, you hold on, press on the photo, and then drag, and it basically is just like having a mouse on a computer. You click and drag, and you select anything within that area. Um, it's so intuitive, super easy to use. I've already moved over my photo library collection to Google Photos. Uh, it's it's absolutely incredible. Um, it works so well too. Like it's so fluid. They, and they released it the same day that they announced it, uh, which is always a cool thing. When you know when they talk about a feature, they talk about a piece of software, and then say, "Here you go." So if you are a person who has a ton of storage. If you do need to share it, they make it easy to share. And if you're paying for any of these services, I recommend you just go ahead, give Google a try on this, which I really never thought I would say, and let them handle your photos. And it's it looks phenomenal. Um, I'm so excited for this. I think this is something that you guys should try out. I'm not saying put every photo that that you want on there, but they have great like facial recognition too when it comes to to organizing the photos. You can organize by faces. Uh, we're all Mac users, and iPhoto used to do that, but it was so clumsy and annoying to to work, and it didn't always get the face right. Um, so far, I mean, Google's got it pretty pretty pat. It was so strange because I have pictures of my daughter from birth to now, and it's recognizing her face and keeping it organized. It, the Photos app, the Photos app for Mac OS is. The the faces does work well. The, the well, problem, with the new one, it is the new photos. Yeah, the app. new one. The yeah. problem for me is, and this this is the the same problem with Facebook as well as photos. Every single picture of Christian tags Josh Burns. Everyone, <laughs> and and many pictures of Zoe tag me as well. So any picture of my kids. Facebook and photos recognize as me. Or you have a baby face. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> My kids just have the exact same facial features as I well, do. So, I want, so that's why I want to see that. Try that out because if that's a complaint, you'll no, I'm going to. I'm, I'm definitely. Is, I'm going to download. 
I'm going to download Google Photos on all my uh, iOS devices because I do like the option of uploading at full quality and not compressing. However, uh, you know, it's not a comprehensive backup system. It's great for photos. Yes. That's good. So I'm definitely going to use it for that. And that may actually lead me to eliminate photos from iCloud and sort of streamline my iCloud service as well. I think it does something really cool. And so this is the fun part. So Google has the don't be evil philosophy. And sometimes they're the most evil corporation on the planet. And then sometimes they do really cool stuff. I think what this does is the showing the power of tech, showing that really cloud storage isn't as expensive as everybody wants to make you think it is. And uh, I think it's going to put a lot of pressure on other cloud services to step their game up, give us more. I think it's going to create more competition. Um, I think it's going to create more options. Um, I'm really excited for it. I didn't think that this would be something that they would just say, yeah, just go bananas. And you don't have to worry about it being posted to a social media site, quote unquote, if you could call Google Plus a social media site. Um, not really. Not, not really at all, right? Uh, so listen, it's phenomenal. Uh, I'm I'm going to do a write-up about it as soon as I really kind of get some time with it. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you my impressions. But try it out. I think it's, I think it's pretty awesome. Um, anyone have any thoughts or opinions or am I just... No, no, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that, that having that full quality upload is probably the most innovative thing that we've seen from a mobile OS in a long time. I do think it puts pressure on Dropbox and Box and those others. I don't think it puts any pressure on iCloud. I think it will. If you look at the pricing for iCloud, yeah, well, I think it's going to change the price model. I don't think the. I I think that you're thinking about iCloud from a photo storage and not. So, from my perspective, I have at this point, I believe, 15 Apple devices. Right. So, my iCloud is more about backing up my MacBook Air, my wife's MacBook Pro. All there, I think there are four iPads in my house. So backing up all of that data is more important than just the photos. The photos I'll deal with. I import them into the Photos app on my Mac. I really don't need iCloud for that. Plus, it's compressed storage. So Google Photos is a great option for me not to have compressed photos. And, you know, the biggest disappointment for me is I just recently switched from a, a iPhone 6 to a 6 Plus. And when I moved all of my iCloud photos onto my 6 Plus, when I oh, went God, to... Oh, God, the resolution. No, when I... You know, that's not the that's not the problem. When I went to do something witty, some, somebody said something in a group chat, and I went to post a, a, a GIF in that group chat, the GIFs that all went to iCloud are no longer GIFs. They're just photos. Oh. And that's what disappointed me the most. And is that I couldn't be witty in the moment. <laughs> you need to get we, a GIF keyboard, by the way, that is cloud-based and it saves like I have gifts. it. No, no I, I mean, I, I, I have. Get it. It's just I that's have. the one that you needed at that time. Yeah. Right. Can, can we pause moment. and say that it is indeed pronounced GIF? Yes. All those people who are thinking it's pronounced GIF. No, it's Screw G- you. We all know, we all it's, know GIF. it's GIF. When I want to get a rise out of Brian and CJ, I'll say GIF on purpose do and they'll it's freak GIF. out. Don't do it. Uh, the reason I think this will put pressure on iCloud, Josh, because I want to say that real quick is you and I have come across this experience many a time when people are switching phones and backing it up. When you look at the main culprit for the reason why you can't use iCloud backup, it's not the actual backup of the apps and the data. It's the photos. Right. 
It's the photo. So I think that they're there. And Apple has introduced pricing for having your the, photos. The, all it's time. the girls. It's the girls that have twelve hundred fifty seven pictures. Oh, my God. TGIF. Got to take a selfie. It's twelve hundred fifty seven pictures of their cats. Caitlin O'Rourke. I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, listen, I think it's innovative. I think it's awesome. And um, I think people should to try it out, um, which is so odd that I'm giving an endorsement to Google. So now here's the really cool thing. And when I'm talking nerdy, oh my God, the nerd in me is so excited. There's a thing called Google Now on Tap, uh, which is not a draft beer, Josh. So you you cannot you cannot drink this. Well, then I'm not interested. <laughs> um, so what this is, is basically um, having access to Google Now, but putting like things in context. This is so hard to explain. But let me let me give you the example that they did. Uh, they were listening to music, and they did a live demo of this. They were listening to music on an Android device, uh, and they were playing it from um, – oh, God. Was it – Google Music. Google Music. Well, it was actually on Spotify. And um, they were listening to an artist, and it was like his DJ name. And someone's yelling at me right now in their car. It was this, it was this person. Anyway, all the person said was, hey, Google, or okay, Google, what is his real name? It was Skrillex. Skrillex, thank you. What is his real name? And it brought it up. And he didn't have to give Google now the context. He didn't have to say what is Skrillex's real name or all that. The other example that they had was if you're on an email chain, right, and someone says, hey, I made reservations uh, at Kome. Uh, come come on down and, and, and join us. It'll be on Thursday. You can say, okay, Google, uh, how do I get there? And then it knows what there is. Or remind me, remind me to, to put that in my calendar. You can now have to just speak like a normal person. Like it's a person on the other side of it handling it. So now you don't have to give weird commands to it. Siri wants to do that so bad, but she tries so hard and just falls on her face. Cortana is the only other virtual assistant that I think really gets context correctly. I don't think they give the best results, but I think they're the ones who give context correctly. Siri is awful. It's uh, terrible. Cortana, Cortana gets context. Um, just a year ago, just one year ago, I had a Galaxy Note 3. Um, I was using it on a daily basis, and I was big into the OK Google. Mm -hmm. And Did it on my, my Moto X. My experience, I had a Moto yep. X. Um, I stole Lloyd's Moto X for like a month. Um, it, it, the experience was less than stellar. And I think that the, <laughs> the problem remains, it's a, an interface trying to adapt to a human voice and not everyone is the same. I just, I, I, I found the same problem with Google now that I did with Siri. It's, it's not. It just doesn't get so it to, to, most of to, the time. To speak on that, and, and Google because Google addressed that, and that's an elephant in the room when it comes to any using voice to control right. your mobile device, right? No matter on any platform. Yeah, I'm not saying Siri's great. Yeah, no, Siri, Siri's awful. Siri is, Siri is not as good as Google now when it comes to that. And Siri used to be good when it was just Siri, when it was a standalone app. It did some of this. It did context. But anyway, uh, Google did say that they've actually uh, risen their contextual awareness and voice recognition uh, to now be, I think, in a single a single digit percent of failure. So I think they're nine or below. I don't remember the actual spec of missing the mark and messing up in a bad way. Uh, if you ever try to use dictation on Siri, you'll realize that you could get through a long winded sentence, and then you look at it and you're like, "What? 
Like, no, those words will never be formed in anybody's mouth ever. How did this happen? Google now is claiming that they they've they've improved upon that a lot. So, right, but a nine percent failure rate is still far too high in my opinion. If you look at Siri, if I had a nine percent, I, I would. I don't. I don't use Siri. Right. So, but, it's but, not, but I'm, that's not what I'm talking in the Context about. of anything that's out there, that's freaking stellar. Here's here's what I'm talking about right now. The and we're, we'll talk about this more hopefully in a minute. But the 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 context the the voice to the voice to text feature that I use on my Apple Watch is flawless. Really? It doesn't yes. It doesn't ever make a mistake. It is flawless. And that is what I expect. And Google now doesn't give me that experience. Siri doesn't ever give me I can't talk to Siri ever. I don't use Siri. I don't like it. You know Siri is the Apple Watch dictation software just rewritten just rewritten just I, rewritten i i understand that and i don't know why it works i just know that i can say dude that's not what i was talking about exclamation point and it puts it in there perfectly and i can send it so it works siri doesn't work ever and right. google now works more than siri but not like it and here's I mean, the Siri Siri does call me Batman, so it's good for something. <laughs> yeah, Siri can tell me where to bury a dead body. That's great. Uh, no, she can't anymore. They took that out Ooh, with they, iOS they seven. Took that out. iOS seven. That's took a shame. Away. I, I sometimes I need to know. That was our killer demo for that. Um, so here's the other part for this, and we're getting to nerdy. Uh, it's just built into the SDK of Android M, so your developer doesn't have to do shit. To interact SDK with means now. system development kit. Uh, I thought it meant software development kit. Yeah. All right. Fine. <laughs> um, anyway, I've I've had two beers. I've heard it both ways. Um, I wish you guys loved Psych, and that would just be hilarious to you. No. Uh, anyway, um, so when we're talking about people who aren't necessarily the smartest smartphone users who don't know how to use these kind of services, this is a big step in the right direction of making it easy for them. Because uh, they also did the same thing with uh, oh, okay, so the email was also in a contextual to let's go see a movie, and it was Tomorrowland, and uh, the example that said, um, okay, Google, uh, you know, tell me about this movie or show me reviews or show me a trailer of this movie, and it it knew what movie you were talking about, gave ratings, gave movie times. Um, it's awesome. That's what we want AI to be is streamlined and simple, and this is a great start. I'm not saying this is the finished polish and this is now the standard that everyone needs to hold on to. But now you don't have to hold down a billion buttons and invoke a bunch of stuff. It's just a simple press and hold, invoke OK Google, and, and just go for it. So I think it's an amazing thing. Google on tap, Google now on, on tap, I just think it's, it's going to revolutionize the way that Google is going to handle those kind of queries. So this brings us to another point. And when we're talking about... Uh, constantly comparing two huge mobile operating systems together, I don't think it gets any more really Google, like really Google, than Android Pay. And before we get into this, I want to take a step back and because we have to see where we came from to know where we are. So, Josh, you were a big proponent and a big user, I think even now, of Google Wallet. Huge, huge user Google. So yeah. I think you are, you and our friend Josue are like the only two people who so hardly bought into that program. No, can you tell? Oh, can you tell us a little false. about it though, and and what it is? I can, I can absolutely. So Google Wallet is a fantastic payment interface, not unlike PayPal, but way more 
mobile integrated. I use PayPal as the example because that's the one that the public, I think, most identifies with. Right. Google Wallet, uh, you can link a credit card, a debit card, a bank account, whatever you like. You can send and receive payments. You can request payments. So from a business owner standpoint, small business, whatever, you can invoice people, and that's that's a big deal. For me, the biggest use was, uh, believe it or not, fantasy football. Uh, <laughs> people love to show up at a draft having not paid their their dues for the, for the <laughs> year, and being like, oh, you know what, man, I, I just don't, I don't have, uh, I don't have, you know, I don't have three hundred dollars cash on me. And I go, hey, no problem, bud. A just, few hundred. Uh, yeah, Josh, Josh is a fantasy league. Come on, Josh. Yeah, Josh the, is serious about that. You know that. My the dynasty league is a three hundred dollar buy in. It's no I joke. Can, it's it's what it is. I can um, buy a video game system for that. <laughs> I can get a second PS3 as a paperweight for you, that. You you could or you can enjoy year round football, and that is way I would not enjoy year round football. So <laughs> you, you so, so you use Google Wallet for those kind of situations? I absolutely do, and and what I do is I just say, you know what, man, no problem. Here's here's you know, open your laptop. We're gonna create a, a Google Wallet account, and you're gonna send me a payment with a credit card right now. I don't care how you pay it, but I'm your commissioner. You're gonna pay me right now. And it seems like you the would great be like- the great thing is. There's no transaction fees to deposit or withdraw, that's awesome. and that's that's a big deal, right? And on my iPhone, it's no passcode required. I can use Touch ID to get into it. I can request payment. My uh, so that uh, this this I'm this the- dude the dude that takes care of my landscaping. This guy Anthony's amazing. Anthony Evans Landscaping does an amazing job. Um, he he came to me when he first launched his business, and I said, you should really be on Google Wallet because you can just submit invoices wirelessly. And he's like, what? So I taught him how to do it, and now every other week, he just submits an invoice to me, and I pay him via Google Wallet. It takes 30 seconds really easy. Google Wallet's been a, a, a godsend, and in, in the way that – you know, Apple Pay, you can do it retail. So yeah, and that's, that's and that's and that's cool. But Google Wallet has been the person to person send money, give money. Um, if I sell something to someone and they're like, Listen, man, I'm kind of a scumbag and I don't have all the money right now, but I can pay you over the next two, three months, I can pay you this amount of money. Great. I'll just do it over Google Wallet and it's done. I don't have to see your scumbag face every three months. So this is and and I so that's a great understanding for it. Now the other part of that too was when this was announced, not only was like peer-to-peer money sharing and, and for small businesses, no overhead costs and not taking fees out of it, but it was supposed to be the end all be all mobile payment system. It was supposed to be built into all the Nexus devices and then it was going to be built out to basically anything that had NFC. That yeah, you could it do. didn't quite do that. And that it was the problem. It didn't take off. It didn't become right. the industry standard that Google had thought it had been. Right, Apple Pay did that. Right, so along comes Apple Pay, right? And I and I do have a question about Google Wallet real quick before we go into this. Uh, so I'm very security conscious when it comes to my credit cards, especially after companies like Home Depot and Target have been sure. hacked relentlessly. Sure. And right. I'm also not a big fan of Google knowing too much about me. Um, when you, <laughs> Good luck. I, they already do, but I just I right. want to feel better about it myself. You can't. Uh, so my question is, if I put my credit card in Google Wallet, uh, is that information – with Google, is it online somewhere with Google, or is it is it on my device like Apple Pay is? 
Uh, I'm it's it's online with Google. So Google uh, has Go- my credit card information. They know who. Yeah, I yeah. Is. Google Wallet isn't isn't like Apple Pay at all. It it has no link to your keychain or your. It's it's online with Google. So so let's let's move into this part then too. So basically, Google. Make sure I'm summarizing this correctly, Josh. Google now. I'm sorry. Google Wallet was a uh, a payment method launched from Google that was fantastic for peer to peer and small businesses. It was initially designed too to be an NFC near field communication, uh, which means you know those little kiosks where you just kind of tap it and then it takes your payment. That's NFC uh, for all the non nerdy people out there. Uh, it didn't take out into retailers, but became a great way for uh, individual one on one off cases to use it. Along comes Apple Pay, and Apple Pay says, "Listen." We're still going to use this NFC technology, but it's limited. We're not going to make this for everything. Uh, we're going to make the payment system a lot more secure. So uh, while you're going to have your credit card information on file, it is not on a server at Apple. It is not linked to a, an internet website. It's actually stored on your physical device. There's a, a little part of your processor, a little part of your chip that is just for your credit card information. Which Yeah, and speaking speaking from someone who just switched – iPhones, I had to re-register yes. each of my Apple Pay cards, which was actually refreshing. Yeah. And I was I was very like I was very relieved. Like this is legit. I have to re-register all this stuff. I was happy. And what's great about this too is that when you use Apple Pay at a merchant that that does take it, and there's not a whole lot of them right now, but when they do, what it basically does is make a temporary digital credit card. So a token, a token, right? So when you just kind of like the chip and uh, the chip and pin setup that they have in the rest of the world, we're just idiots about it. <laughs> uh, if once you use Apple Pay, let's say someone did copy your your credit card information from that transaction, that card is dead. They can never right. use it again. It's temporary. It's a temporary thing. It's probably one of the most secure payment systems. Uh, that's been around in credit cards for probably the last 50 years. This is, what we're saying, folks, is that Apple is brilliant. <laughs> that's, listen, this is, it's really great, uh, and it's registered with Touch ID, so you have to have your fingerprint to do it, or on an Apple Watch, uh, which you also have to put in the credit card again when you set it up on the Apple Watch. Yep, again, it's, yes. You, it's not linked to anything, so it's, it's completely secure. Uh, then it's just a tap of the the, the Apple Watch to the 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 uh, POS system once you invoke Apple Pay, so it's extremely secure. I just used it at Toys R Us, uh, not Toys R Us, Babies R Us. It was awesome. Um, so Apple Pay came out and said, "This is what we're doing." So now, out comes Android Pay, and listen, I I I, I like to give people credit when they're innovative, and I think it's appropriate to call people out when you're like, "Really?" So this is the really Google moment. Um, this is pretty much a copy of Apple Pay. It it says, listen, we're going to work with any terminal that has NFC, any one of them. So the 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 gas pumps at Exxon, McDonald's, uh, Best Buy, a- anywhere that's got NFC, we're in. Uh, so that way you don't have to to worry about updating your POS systems if you already have it. But how it will work now is you you unlock your phone like you normally would without your passcode, your fingerprint, uh, or or you know a pattern. You hold up to the 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 token. You hold up to the POS system, and bam, good to go. What they didn't touch upon, and the reason that I'm not 100% sold yet, is I don't know if your credit card is just like Google Wallet, which is why I asked Josh if it's up on Google server or if they're doing the same thing that Apple's doing with a, a, a one-time use pin. So my biggest concern is that with anything else Android, it may be exposed to all your other stuff. 
and 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 that's why I I'm hoping that it is a set off thing because here's what here's what they said too. You can choose to use the native Google Pay service that will be on your phone. There's an app Google Pay on your phone. Or your banking and financial institutions can also have their own UI and their own security system set up for it. So, for example, they're working with uh, American Express, MasterCard, Visa, and uh, I think they were working with like Chase Bank and a couple other banks too to go ahead and and have them have access to this system. So that way, if you want to use your Bank of America card or you want to use your American Express, you can go through their kind of layout. So it's it's not like one overarching experience. This can be cultivated and this, this could be different, um, which is very different than what Apple Pay kind of is. I figured I would take a break here so that way if you want to say something, Brian, go ahead. But I we can I mean I can say something. I'm not I'm not sold on that at all. I don't use Apple Pay though. I, I I'm very leery about putting my anything on, on financially on a computer of any kind. Um but can I say for a moment that when Josh was explaining Google Wallet and the sports league, all I could imagine was like every scene from every like spy bond movie where they're like let me wire you the money and they like open up this computer and you have to put in this code and then he like is on the phone saying oh okay the, the funds have been transferred like that's that's what i'm envisioning when he was talking about google we shall do the wire transfer what are the yeah. access codes mr yeah, josh the, burns we will wire three thousand dollars to your account for fantasy football are yeah you I just, sometimes you need to get that money like quickly. <laughs> yeah I, I just see that in like like some dark room with like a poker table and like cigar smoke everywhere and look and, there's yeah. sometimes i am in a dark room with <laughs> poker tables and cigar smoke but for the most part it's it's been a really easy way to get money back and forth. I'm I'm hopeful and I'm optimistic about about Google Pay, whatever they're gonna and, call Android it. What, pay. Are they, what are they calling Android, Android pay. pay? So I I think it's a good idea. I worry again about the security. When, yeah, if if I could, if I could ask you a question on this one. Let's just yeah. let's suspend the the let's say it is one hundred percent secure, just like Apple on a, a chip on your device. Your APKs are not able to get at it. It is solely set off. The only people who are allowed to get access to it are your financial institution if you allow them. Mm-hmm. Okay? So in case your bank wants to make a specific way to, to handle the kind of payment. Because I'm sure it's a pain mm-hmm. in the ass on their side. Right. Sure. So let's say it does that. Do you think that people will use that service on an Android device that doesn't have like a fingerprint sensor on it? I think that people will absolutely use it for convenience, but I have to answer your question with a question. Go ahead. Will the Android Pay require sharing your location? Probably. Of course it will. Probably. Will your third-party Joe Schmo-created apps require sharing your location? Yes. If two apps share the same permission crossover, which raises concerns about security. So for me, so this is so that aspect there, I think, is a great thing. If anyone is an Android developer, if you could maybe give us some answers to that, 
because uh, this 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 notion of doing your payment through Android, I think, is is so new. I, I they didn't give too many details about that. Um, so I'm wondering if if anyone who is an Android developer could answer that for us. Do you get access to let look any any information about an a Android Pay transaction because another app also has access? Is that is that the right? That's actually that's a, my exact concern. Is that do other applications that ser- that share similar permissions receive data about complementary applications? So to gotcha. Speak. Okay. Yeah. So. Do applications that share information about location is that is does that go across all apps or is is my location information germane to only one app? Gotcha. So, and when it comes to secure, I've had I've had credit cards stolen. I got a credit card. I got a, a brand new debit card from my bank, and within. Three days of getting that debit card, I was I was on the road, I was in upstate New York somewhere, and that card got that card got cloned, used oh, in Col- Columbia somewhere. I've had this happen to me probably six times in in my lifetime. So if this could be secure, this would save a massive headache from you. That and that's right for someone who travels as much as I do. I only want to use Apple Pay. I swear to God, I only want to use. Apple Pay or the credit cards that I know I'm completely insulated against that sort of thing. So I have a, you know, one of those super duper black cards. It's like metal and has a chip in it. That card is almost impossible to clone because it has a chip chip. in it. So that's, that's what I want from my, from my wireless payment system, from my NFC payment system. And so far Apple's given me that. And I hope Android does that same thing uh, because I, I think that, Every mobile user should profit from that. And this is the, the thing that comes down to this. It looks like now every company that, that makes a mobile platform wants to handle some payment information. And I know there's there's some kickback to them on on the side of that now they're kind of getting like a merchant, not a merchant fee, but like a processing fee. I know they well, sure, sure, make sure. money but, off you know, of this. The thing, the thing that I read about this is that the carriers – will be pre-installing. Yes. Right? And and I have a problem with that. But I'm uh, so all right, but that's but that also comes to a fundamental thing of, of Android because Apple Pay whether you want app now you, you don't have to put the information on there, but Apple Pay is built into every iOS well, device. Of of course it is, but Apple Pay is then right then the way that the it's designed, right, right. The way, so, so it comes down to the secure, design of that. It's secure in the same way that every other app is, but with but with Android Pay, it's susceptible to the same load of crap that all the other bloatware is, which makes it less secure. But we don't know that. That's my problem. They, have, and then, they haven't talked no, about no, that. No, you're right. No, you're right. We don't know that yet. But it also means that users who want to take full advantage of the open source OS, like me, who are going to run custom, mod, custom ROMs, custom OSs, don't have the benefit of having it pre-installed, which means they're running a third-party version, which means they're more susceptible, maybe maybe less in security. I just have problems with all of this Android stuff. So uh, it boils down to this for me, and I, I want to ask this question for all of you, and then I'm going to pose it to our listeners because uh, I do want to wrap up our show here. Um, Josh, I know you already answered this. You use Apple Pay and you use Google Wallet 
do you trust those two services to kind of manage help you manage your finances on absolutely on unequivocally i trust both now i'll speak on my experience and brian will give you the last word for this i haven't i've only used apple pay one time and the, i would use it a lot more if two things number one if my my credit union which usually holds a majority of my money ex, was participating in apple pay uh number two if the merchants that i frequented actually supported it too i mean that's my big problems i have bank of america for another account and that uses apple pay and that's the one i use but uh, where i go most of the time don't don't support apple pay so I'm, i'm missing out on this if they did it i use it all the time i would probably never even carry cash with me it would just be the way i live my life so i'm on board for mobile payments i think it's the the future i think it's better than chip and pin uh, actual pieces of plastic. I know that they're important and, and that they come to it. I don't want a waiter to bring me over a little Apple Pay thing at you know, TGI Friday, so I, I'd yeah. rather just use a chip and pin. But, uh, Stop eating it Friday. Well, I don't, but it's the example. Uh, so I, I think this is pretty cool. I think it's great that Android is going to do this. Uh, Josh, I share your concerns that they need to make sure it's secure. But uh, I think this is exciting, great news if you're an Android user yes, to get on this. it is. Absolutely. Brian, what about you? Do you think that this is something that you would use or any of your family would use? Or I trust <laughs> the little piece of plastic that is in my Spider-Man wallet that brings all the ladies for <laughs> all the dates I take them on. That's Ooh, what I trust. You hear that ripping of Velcro? I'm in the tab. <laughs> it is not Velcro, sir. It is leather, and it's got Spider-Man on it, and it's awesome. So here are the things I want to pose to our listeners. Uh, we want to know what movies you're excited for when it comes to the month of June. Uh, we shared our thoughts and feelings on them. I think we've all unanimously said that uh, Inside Out is like going to be our, our movie of the month. Yeah. Uh, and we're probably going to cry a lot. So if you're excited for that movie, we want to hear about it. But if you think we missed something, we have something that's not on that list. They're like, yo, you have to give a, a shout out to this. You have to try this one. Let us know. Uh, and then, Josh, I think you and I also need to discuss some of these HBO shows on another episode because I'm pumped for some of these. For sure. Uh, the Suicide Squad. If anyone else is like Josh who wants to talk us off the ledge and just calm us down, I could really use that therapy. So could you please tell us why we're going to be okay or why we shouldn't nerd out a whole lot? Call us out on our, our paranoia here. Cause I, Once I, we're done recording, I'm going over to Josh's place so he can swaddle me and tell me everything's going to be <laughs> all right. <laughs> My little burrito. He's going to take the little okay. beer bottle and just kind of put it in like the little plastic <laughs> nipple thing and – Take care of me. And 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 lastly, it comes down to this. Uh, I would really love if anyone is an Android developer or knows anyone's an Android developer, I would love to have them on the show and pick their brain about some of the announcements that Google made. And there's other stuff that we didn't talk about, uh, stuff that I want to get a little more education on before I speak about them. But I want to know if anyone here is, is excited for the fact that Android is going to start controlling their permissions. Uh, if you're going to try out Google uh, Photos or if you already have, what your experience has been with. And if you're an iOS user, I want to hear how you, you're feeling about getting off of iCloud. And finally, I'm curious to know who's listening to this that uses Apple Pay or Google Wallet or uses some form of mobile payment system and how you're finding that experience. Do you feel secure with it? Do you trust what's happening? Uh, right now, the the climate around payments and credit cards is pretty shaky and these companies seem to want to disrupt in a positive way the current methods that we use. So I'm very curious to see if anyone has any feedback about that. Gentlemen, is there anything you want to post to our listeners as, as well uh, that you want to hear their feedback on? I, I do. I want to – anyone who's read 
the recent Google I.O. I, I want feedback on the nano degree. I want to know what people feel about Google allowing any Joe Schmo to pay $200 to get an intimate education about Android OS programming and whatnot and controlling the apps that you use. That for me is a threat. And uh, I, I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. But I, I do want to hear more about that, and I think we should revisit that shortly, CJ. Gotcha. Brian, is there anything you want to post to our listeners as well, so we can get some feedback from them? I would love it if somebody would agree with me about the Joker. So that. <laughs> so if you only if you agree, please call in. All right. So uh, listen, I want to thank everybody for their time and for listening to us. And I really appreciate you making us uh, hopefully your drive to work or uh, or listen to us before you go to sleep, uh, which is kind of funny to think about. But hey, some people are doing it. Uh, listen, I, I saw a couple people at our former place of employment. Thou shall not be named. I want to thank you guys for listening uh, to the show, by the way. You guys said that you really liked it. So I appreciate it. Uh, Mike Nasser, you have another episode. I, ho- I hope that you're happy. Uh, thank you for listening to the show, guys. Have a wonderful day. Well, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening to the, that kind of nerd podcast. As always, uh, we want to hear your opinions and, and hear what you have to say about some of the uh, craziness that might have happened or, or just some of your opinions about what we're talking about here. So we have a, a multitude of ways for you guys to reach us. Uh, obviously, you can comment on our site at thatkindofnerd.com. Hit us up on Twitter at thatkindofnerd. Or you can always uh, give us a call and, and kind of give us your direct feedback. Our phone number would be 484 373 4119. We'd love to hear your opinion. Thanks so much. Don't you spit on my cupcake and tell me it's frosting.